of the world. Welcome to Marketing as a Foreign Language, episode 303. Today, I will be talking about hiring, firing, gain, and loss, the spiritual journey that is involved in every business that oftentimes is only called human resources, which to me is, I guess, a word to describe it. Um, there are people on this planet, um, and I tend to look at individuals as souls. That happens to me, my particular choice um, of perspective. So when I look at someone, the body of that particular person to me is just similar to like, let me put you this way. If someone comes up to me and uh, and there's some, and they identify with their car, right? They're, they're like, oh, my Cadillac this. And they're all just totally all about their Cadillac. It's like identifying you who you are with your vehicle. And there's a lot of people that do that. There's a lot of people that identify with their job. This is very normal. Like, hey, how's it going? Just immediately, what do you do? What's your profession? Oh, I'm a doctor. I'm a, you know, this sort of thing. It could be anything. People identify as a father, as a husband, as a as a wife, as a whatever you have it. Um, I tend to think soul. And so because because I look at the um the experience, the human experience, almost like the body itself is just the vehicle that kind of gets you from point A to point B, because that's my perspective. When there are people in my life who move on to new and exciting things, um, I see it from that perspective. You know what I mean? It's like, first of all, I can't predict the future. I have no idea what's going to happen. And they don't either. And so what I'm talking about today is hiring, firing, um, gaining employees, losing employees. So we'll start with hiring. Um, when people come into interviews, it's so funny. When I first started doing interviews, I thought to myself, ooh, I had that kind of ego thing that happens um, where I uh, change this light. Um, how do I describe it? Yeah, you know, you kind of you're sitting on the other side of the desk, and that is interesting. It's um, there's just a lot of ego that can get into that. I'm the interviewer, this sort of thing. You know, um, I've made it to the other side of the table, and I remember being all excited about it, right? And then, as the years have gone by, when I interview folks, it's very, 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 very casual. That's my particular style. I learned that everyone has an interview style. Um, and I'm looking for a few things. The, the first of which is the truth. <laughs> like, I love when people are honest in interviews. You know, I do. Um, if, if I get a sense that they are hiding things from me or they're, you know, for lack of a better word, just kind of throwing up some BS. <laughs> um you know, and you just, you know, you move through that space and you get better at it as the years go. And it's, inter it's interesting and I still do enjoy it. What I've learned is that, you know, people are definitely, they have a huge incentive, just like dating to show you, you know, just the best possible side. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's like that. 
And when folks join the team, in my experience, they they don't make it very long. And this is a, an old adage, uh, fire quickly, um, which is to say that, you know, you hopefully you get really good um, as a hiring manager and you understand that, you know, you can you can get a good sense of someone and then they, they join the team. And small businesses, you want longevity, you want all that stuff. Um, and sometimes you'll bring someone on and they will just completely revolutionize the entire business. They're so good. They're so talented. And it's like, they're so good and they're so talented. So they're worth a lot <laughs> of money. You know what I mean? So it's like it, small businesses are in this sort of conundrum where if you're a small business that sells something, you can scale pretty quick, right? Um, if you're selling an like a like a physical like a set of products, you can blow up on TikTok and you can just your sales can just absolutely go through the roof and it can go real fast. Um, service based businesses, relationship based businesses, it's true that they they can skyrocket, they they can jump that quickly. Um, but relationships take time to build and and you know yeah, yeah, every business is different, and so there's this difficult conundrum of of doing of trying to grow quickly enough basically because when it comes to people's um value we're all underpaid <laughs> you ever get that feeling you know what i mean where you just look around and you're like all oh, we're all underpaid i guess you've got the bezoses and the google engineers of the world making 260 you know but they're probably going you know what i could make 315 over at this other place that's just the human condition. <sighs> so I would love to, I would love to pay. You know what I mean? I would love to pay more. It's just wild. So hiring people come in, you have a good chat with them. It's so funny. Resumes will often have um, everything. I will see resumes that will, they'll have WordPress, SEO, pay-per-click, Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads, you name it. All of it. I do everything. WordPress, Avada, you know, and then um, you start working with them and then it's, it's like, can you be an Italian chef, a French chef, a Chinese? It's like, come on. There are some people in, um, in the East and in the West, obviously as well, but it's more common, I think in the East where they will specialize in literally one dish and their grandfather made that dish and they've been making this dish for, you know, four generations and uh, the noodles are perfect and everything about it is perfect because it's been perfected over generations. And so as people, we pour our energy into things and uh, we make them better because we got these big old brains of ours. So you hire. And I, I've had the experience, and I think this is probably one of the biggest compliments ever, um, which is when, when folks tend to leave the company they do so it's it's a emotional departure you know and not in a like a rage quit kind of way <laughs> you know what i mean um i i have multiple moments in my mind of of people just you know you can tell there's struggle there it's struggling to to you know be like okay i'm i'm going to go do this other thing make this other decision and going back to buddha and the four noble truths you know attachment is the cause of suffering. It's like 
change, the, the, the winds of change, you know, um, getting real comfortable with being uncomfortable, getting real comfortable with things, um, not looking the same they did as they did. Can you imagine the difference between Amazon 15 years ago and Amazon today, Facebook 15 years ago and Facebook today? And just because you get bigger doesn't mean that you've cracked the code either. You know, I fall into this trap all the time, which is, you know, if there were more people here, it would be better. If if there was more revenue, it would be better. Um, that obviously is not necessarily the case. Um, and yet, I'm attached to growth. I'm attached to growth because ultimately I believe that the people that work with me deserve more. I feel like they deserve more. They deserve more responsibility. They deserve to work in a bigger company. So that's my attachment and I'll own that. And so trying to be equanimous, um, peaceful, tranquil um, during moments where it feels like it's going in the other direction is part of leadership 101. Leadership 101. And I don't know how, you, how anyone can possibly teach you that. I suppose you could be in a company and the company could lose an incredible staff member and you could watch leadership gracefully work through that. You know, um, that is sort of the the goal is is to have grace and mentally you could be. And I think this is the, the true um, the truth, which is mentally, I feel like everyone can be having a panic attack. <laughs> so I don't I don't know what like enlightened bodhisattvas are out there where that are just completely calm. Um, as the third patriarch of Zen uh, so famously said, uh, the great path is not difficult for those that have no preferences. <laughs> so if you are just completely, you know, because at that point it's company, no company, right? Profit, no profit, just no preference, doesn't matter. Now, some people take that to say just completely checking out and, and it, you know, just sort of like spiritual nonsense. That's one perspective. Um, another perspective is, you know, when um, a great basketball player decides what shot they're going to take, they're just as happy taking a three as they are a two. That's another version of no preference where it's like, it doesn't matter. Like I'm going to score either way. So there's still a goal there. That's another example of of no preference or Wu Wei in uh, Mandarin, Chinese. Um, in regards to hiring and firing, I feel like the Wu Wei is okay okay you know like i think i think if 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 someone comes to you or there's some loss or something in in a company um and you you panic you really do panic and you don't you don't allow um to quickly sort of move into that that next phase um then yeah it can be really damaging but what does no preference mean in hiring hmm. that's a that's a good question Someone comes in and they've got the qualifications, let's say. And I think no preference would be they begin and then it's just clear whether or not it works or it doesn't work. And then whether it works or it doesn't work, if you're so attached to it not working or you're so attached to it working, that'll cloud your judgment. So I've seen this, I, I've been in companies like this before where 
I look around and there are folks not doing anything. It's just shocking. Just I, and it's so clear to me. And um, leadership just sort of I, must be attached to the idea of just having them. You know, like this is like they just want them around. You know, and I just look at the quality of the work and I or the lack thereof. Um, I, I've worked with people who would come to the office and work on their own projects for like four hours a day. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Four hours a day and then uh and then sort of pontificate during a meeting and then go back to working on their stuff and i'm like you are paying this person to just build their own business like it's wild absolutely wild um and then firing so i i mean it's always within like a first month or two for me i want to say um when it comes to employees like if you if you make it through like a probably like a three to six month period. I don't think I have, I think zero is the number of people that I've let go after they've made it through that sort of initial gauntlet, you know? Um, but yeah, when it comes to paying folks, um, especially in this kind of economy where there are jobs out there where people, where they will be able to pay twice as much you know, with benefits and that sort of thing. And the ego says, oh, you didn't do it. Like if you're a business owner, I'll put you this way. Pretend you're a business owner or you are a business owner. And you you hire and you work with, with someone for a while. And then they find a better job. They find a better job, you know. It's sort of like, okay, you know, okay, congratulations, you know, and you and you move on. Um, and good for them, honestly, because at the end of the day, if you really care about that person on a soul level, you will be not just, um, what's the word to describe it? You won't just be, um, fake happy. <laughs> You'll actually be happy for them. You'll actually be happy for them. And the amount of faith that goes into business is way more than I thought to be honest with you, it is way more than I initially thought, especially when it's your company, because the captain just has faith that you're going to make it to shore. And then when that faith wavers, everybody feels it, you know, they're looking to you going, are we going to make it through this? And you're like, yeah, this is storm number 96, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I haven't been in this precise one. I'm not going to lie to you, but I've been in storms and here's another one. I had someone working for me at one point when she left. I gave her a cape. <laughs> Isn't that wild? I gave her a cape. I thought and I was like, because I'm not going to say her name, obviously, but super. She's super. And um, these departures, these sort of like, Happy departures, if that makes any sense. <sighs> wild. Absolutely wild. So when it comes to hiring and when it comes to firing, if you are a business owner, there is no explanation needed. Everything I said, you'll just nod because you understand. Um, for those that are kind of like, like, okay, I get it. You know, I get it, Kellen. Um but you're a solopreneur or you haven't quite owned the business. Um, what a dance, the dance, the, the HR dance, you know what I mean? 
And as companies grow to it changes because small company culture is just very different than, you know, 50, 70, a hundred employees at, you know, the inner machinations of the Machiavellian structure of a large company is very, very different. Small business is the only one I can really speak to. And I'll tell you this, the relationships in a small business are kind of like a scrappy softball team. <laughs> a scrappy, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's sort of like, um, you all know that if the business takes off, here's the small business promise. The small business promise is, look, we could we could hit a grand slam. It's entirely possible. We could figure this out. We could quadruple in size. And guess what? You are the core team that made that happen. That's the small business promise. It's like, yeah, we may not be a public company with stock options, but should we explode in a good way? Forget it. Sky's the limit. Sky's the limit, you know? So buckle up. Here we go to the moon. That's the promise of a small business and at least my kind of small business. I suppose there are small businesses out there where the promise is, hey, look, you know, you're not going to have Greg from HR leaning over your desk being like, okay, I'm going to uh, need you to work on Saturday. Like, you know what I mean? It's actually a more of a tight knit, um, hopefully positive work environment with flexibility and, and things like that. Um, my particular vision is to get to the point where either there are franchisees or there are like 300 clients, multiple account managers, um, all working remotely, no need for an office, never need for an office, uh, where we don't micromanage and where we hire well so that the, the apparatus itself, um, is positive. It's an overwhelmingly positive work experience is the dream. Now, as people join and they work for a couple of years, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, could you possibly even judge your company based off of attrition? Is that even, you know, you could, I suppose, if, you know, people come in and they leave all the time and you're having a hard time holding on to people. I suppose that's true. And then of course the economy changes uh, the economy this time last year in the midst of the pandemic. I mean, people were like, Oh, thank Lord. Thank the Lord. I have a job. Thank the Lord. And uh, things have shifted interest rates. So low, so many people have so much equity in their homes. A lot of investment has gone into business and um, we've ended up with, with a swing. Um, with a swing. So my challenge to you is to look at individuals uh, on a soul level. If that's not your vibe, if you uh, don't, if you, when I say the word soul, you just cringe, then uh, I would ask that you look at them as a mother, a friend, a you know, a father, a coach, you know what I mean? Like look at them as, as the entirety of their being, um, as someone who's battling their mind, who has anxieties and dreams and hopes and fears and, and all of those sorts of things. Because I think it's too easy 
as the owner of a company to bottleneck someone's personality into their role for the company. Um, I take a much more holistic approach. And then when attrition happens, it just makes so much more sense. It's like, I get it. I get where you're coming from. I understand, you know, I get it. And you never know. You never know what's going to happen. Um, all relationships are worth investing into. Um, and by that, I mean, when we love someone, we don't necessarily need to invite them to dinner. <laughs> okay. So I'm not saying, you know, that's, that's a step too far. I'm talking about mentally. If, if you can mentally go through the Rolodex of every person you've ever known and feel at peace with your relationship with them, to love them for what they've gone through. Um, again, I'm not saying you have to go hang out with this person. Okay. Um, I'm talking about having poison in your heart for any individual on, on the planet. That's obviously um, just hurting you. And uh, it's uh, not a fruitful endeavor. And so as the big hippie yogi that I am, um, it comes back to love and faith love and faith, love in people's journey. And it's so transient, our experience with people, you know, they're here and they're gone. Um, I, I mean, think back to these friends you had in elementary school, here and gone, here and gone, here and gone. It's just, it is the natural flow of, um, of the human experience. And getting comfortable with that is obviously quite the, it's the adventure of life is what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the show for today. Marketing is a foreign language, episode 303. Um, if you're wondering about, uh, about marketing, hiring and firing, I'll just say this. Um, the people that you have are your marketers. I mean, the staff, your team members, these are the people that are going to be, they're your outward facing, they're the avatars of your company. Um, and so when it comes to hiring and firing, I mean, these are the marketing decisions. Are you kidding me? Incredibly important. Um, because they are a reflection of your values. They are a reflection of the company that you keep. And, uh, it is, it is so important, but I can't tell you anything you don't already know. So I do appreciate you listening. I really do. Um, if you love the show, why don't you swing by youtube.com forward slash send it rising. Go hit a bunch of thumbs up buttons. Go hit that subscribe button. Um, it's really, really, really helpful. So thank you again. And we will hope. Oh, I was criticized the other day because I'm not shamelessly promoting myself. Um, in case you don't know, I own a company. It's called Send It Rising. Senditrising.com is the name um, of the, the website. And uh, we build WordPress websites, gorgeous WordPress websites. We do long-form blog content. We manage Google ads. We manage LinkedIn ads. We manage Facebook ads. Um, if you have an internet issue that you are dealing with in regards to marketing on any level, um, these are the problems that we solve. So why don't you reach out to us? Info at senditrising.com. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you later.